everybody, it's Greg Thompson from Podwheels with you again, and we've got a real treat in store for you as we begin the final episodes of our podcast series covering all the people and happenings that were a part of NTDC 2023. Now, if you've been with us since the beginning of our series, you know that Eugene Malero, the ace reporter from Transport Topics, is an absolute expert on everything NTDC. In fact, He's co-written and released a book covering the 86-year history of the national championships. Now, as we were considering how to wrap up our coverage of NTDC 2023, we wanted to make sure that we connected with Eugene because in becoming the foremost expert on the history of this event, Eugene has also taken the time to really get to know the competitors and many of their family members as well. And one of the reasons I said this is a real treat is that our conversation about NTDC 2023 got very deep and very detailed and we decided to break it up into parts. So let's take you to part one of our conversation with Eugene Malero from Transport Topics. And as you'll hear, we caught up with Eugene through a Zoom connection a few days following the conclusion of NTDC 2023. Eugene Malero joins us now on the podcast. Eugene, it was a great three, four days of competition. You guys at Transport Topics were all over it. Great coverage as usual. What are the thoughts that stay with you? I really have just two camps. The first one is about the competition itself. I kind of really get into it. I think of it as a sporting event. I follow the players. I follow the drivers. Reflecting on the actual competition, I personally think it's good that we have a new winner, somebody who has never won the big prize before, the Grand Champion Trophy. His name is Greg Wilson from Nevada. I think that kind of gives the other competitors a lot of hope. The way I think of it is kind of like tennis, how tennis, the men's, has had like the big four. You never saw the other players. The big four in this tournament are Roland Bulldog, Scott Woodrum, Jeff Langahan, and then some other former champion like Charles White of Indiana. So this Greg Wilson winning, and I got to interview him after his big win. He even said that he thinks that his victory will motivate others who kind of have been faces in the crowd to really go for it, to really see that they can break through the Mount Rushmore's who are still (laughs) competitors. So that was one thing, the competition itself. Also, I do want to emphasize, I'm not taking anything away from the superstars. They're superstars for a reason. They do put in the hours. They work 24-7 to be at that elite level of truck driving. And then the other one is, I got to tell you, This has become a cliche, but I kid you not, this event is actually one of my favorites in the industry because you can literally feel the camaraderie, the family reunion essence of it. Even though it's an industry event and it's kind of corporate-y, it's also very organic. It's still very tangible, accessible. I feel like I'm talking to like real people. And then seeing the families, like a lot of the drivers and companies will bring in families. So you see children, you see spouses, just something good to have in the middle of August. I see it like a really gigantic corporate picnic situation. (laughs) So yeah, those are really my two takeaways. At a personal level, I get to interact with Americana because I'm kind of stuck in Capitol Hill every day. You're right down on the road with these guys. I can tell in watching you interact with all the drivers there, you have a great appreciation for drivers. You have a great appreciation for the profession and be able to spend time with people who are dedicated to that level, I know is very special to you. 
It is. Thank you for saying that. On another personal level is that it really hits home for me because I started my journalism career as a metro reporter in a small newspaper in New Jersey. When you're in a small town newspaper, you interact with everybody, with the firefighter, the police officer. You're really hitting the beat. It's not just City Hall. You're out there at the coffee shop and you talk to the barber. So this tournament gives me like a flashback. I'm able to go back in time in my career, not only do I appreciate their contributions to highway safety, but I also see it as like I'm talking to the local truck driver from Connecticut, the local truck driver from New Jersey. So it does kind of give me like a rewind going back in time to that moment when I was really out there talking to the local guy down the street from where I was covering a beat in a metro newspaper. It's funny, you mentioned the family aspect of it. And having the opportunity, like you said, to interact with folks and you get to know them personally, you get to know their stories. One of the stories I know that you were following was Tony Sparrow. He announced that he's retiring and that this was his last NTDC. I got a chance to speak to him right before the truck moved and unveiled all of the competitors and they got their big cheering moment. He had been there, say, 20 times and he was looking to get his name called for the finals. It didn't happen. I happened to ask if I could be in the parade. I just thought, well, maybe that would be kind of a cool thing to get some good sound. And we were the last truck in the parade. I've taken truck rides before. I didn't really think about how poignant something would be like this. But when we're coming around the last corner, I saw Tony. Obviously, he was a bit down because he wasn't in the finals. But he was holding the hand of one of his grandsons. He had said, one of the reasons I want to retire is that I want to be able to spend quality time with my grandkids. And I thought, how cool. Here he is going immediately to the next thing for him, which is grandchildren. We got a driver, David E. Call, XBO driver, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Here's the cool thing that happened, Eugene. So I'm looking and Tony didn't see me, but his grandson did and he's waving at the truck. But I had never gotten that feeling before of having a little kid look up to this big truck and he's with his grandfather who he knows is really good at this. So that was one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in trucking. And I have to thank Jeremy Kirkpatrick at ATA for allowing me to go up and ride in the truck. I know that a lot of folks, including yourself, were looking to see if Tony could make that last finals. I was, even though Tony didn't make it, Tony Spiro from Connecticut, he was this year's grand champion from Connecticut. Right. He didn't make the finals in the tanker division. However, his team, the Connecticut team, won the best in show. They were the first place state team during the award ceremony. So he did get an award at the end of the day. I'm going to follow up with him in a few months, but I spoke with several of his Connecticut teammates and they told me he's at peace. He's ready to retire. He doesn't have anything else to prove. He yeah. has won two national titles. He never won the grand champion title, but he has two national titles under his belt. Last year, he won the Professional Excellence Award. 
in Connecticut at the state qualifier, not only was he grand champion, he actually had the highest score out of everybody. So that's pretty significant. The other thing about Tony Spiro is that he's actually one of these really big, I'm using a biology term here, but he's an anchor species in the <laughs> ecosystem. So Tony Spiro, he's kind of like the first big mentor out of Connecticut in the early 90s. He was doing the precision driving tournament in the early 90s before it was cool. And then he brought in Paul Brandon, who's retired, but Paul Brandon won two national titles out of Connecticut. Roland Bulldog, who is the 2022 champion, he's a protege of Tony Spiro. The guy who won the five axle this year, John Green out of Connecticut, he trained with Tony Spiro. So that's just the ones I can think of. There's mm -hmm. others who retired already. John Haslett in the three axle trained with Tony Spiro. So he really is very important in this New England and the Connecticut right. driving culture in this tournament. His nickname at NTDC was the mayor. He walked down the promenade of this tournament and everybody walked up to him. He's going to be very much missed in competition. He was a very strong competitor. He always kept it honest. He made you work for your right. title. His whole family was there. His two kids with the grandkids, his wife. And just like a little tiny anecdote about Tony Spiro. I started covering NTDC in 2017. It was my first year covering it in Orlando. Roland Bulldog is the grand champion that year. So during the finals, right before the finalists hit the course, there's kind of like an hour-ish of downtime. The finalists are getting ready to hit the course. And the photographer and I, we were like, let's just go to the stands and talk to some of the family members, get some reaction real quick. I walk up the stands and the first person I see is Tony Spiro's wife. I don't know this woman. First time I met her, her name is Dee Dee Spiro. I introduce myself and I say, hey, I'm with Transport Topics. Can I just get your reaction? Who are you rooting for? And she <laughs> said, no comment. I don't want to talk to you. But her friends, the friends from ABF Freight, the company mm -hmm. where Tony works, they were like, no, no, interview her. She'll want to talk. Interview her. You got to like keep pushing. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, hey, your friends want me to interview you. And she's like, what do you want to know? And I'm like, who are you rooting for? Why are you here? The basics. She finally says, I'm here to root for Tony Spiro. Like a rookie reporter, I'm like, who's Tony Spiro? He had already won two national titles, by the way. And she kind of freezes and just looks at me and says, you don't know who Tony Spiro is? You know, like shaming me for like not doing my homework. Son, let's and, spend some time here. Let me educate you. Yeah, exactly. I swear it was that interaction that kind of like made me want to have some additional self-respect and do my homework and read up on these guys. Look and, what happened, man. You dove deep into this. Now you've written a book. I mean, looking back, did that conversation kind yes. of spark something? So Tony, the mayor of NTDC, indirectly his wife keeping me honest and just pointing out that i was too lazy to do my homework <laughs> it was the equivalent of us going to the baseball all-star game and who's that hall of famer out there who's Derek jeter that interaction kind of gave me that little bit of a uh, motivation to do my homework do my research it was the following year in 2018 that i really began a deep dive of this event it was kind of on pause because of the pandemic but but when we came out of the pandemic, one of the organizers, Jacob Pierce, and I decided to put together an oral history project. Tony Spears mentioned in this project, Roland Bulldog is on the cover of this book. 
we were able to put together a book that begins the presentation of the history of this event because I kid you not, forget the fact that I didn't know who Tony Spiro was in 2017. I was shocked to learn there was no history book of this event that began in 1937. Because that's the first thing I wanted to do to do my homework is I started Googling. I was certain somebody wrote a book about this in the 60s. Putting together this book, it became an opportunity to highlight Tony Spiro, Roland Bulldog. Alfonso Lewis is the first African-American to win the tournament in 2007. Norma Frost, she's the first woman to qualify for NTDC in 1982. The tournament was held in Madison Square Garden right before World War II. Wow. Yeah. Mayor LaGuardia was the one who presented the trophies for the big (laughs) winners. So this tournament was really rich in history. And I just felt like there was a need. It's not that I wanted to put together this book with my colleague. You were I just called like to do it, it. It was like, it just was so obvious. Yeah, it was exactly. like, it had to be done. Did and, that, um, yeah. That's Eugene Malero, ace reporter for Transport Topics and the author of the book, From Rodeo to TDC, which chronicles the history of the National Truck Driving and National Step Van Driving Championships. Now, we would like to take this opportunity to thank Eugene for his time and perspective, and we're looking forward to sharing the rest of our conversation with Eugene in the upcoming episodes of this series. Now, if you're interested in getting a copy of Eugene's book on the history of the NTDC, you can buy it online by going to the following website, atabusinesssolutions.com. Once you're on that website, enter the letters NTDC in the search bar and Eugene's book, From Brodeo to TDC, should be the first item that appears. Once again, that web address is atabusinesssolutions.com. Now folks, as we just mentioned, we still have some new episodes left in our NTDC 2023 series, and we would like to invite you to check out the rest of our NTDC coverage, as well as our other podcast offerings that are available on our website, podwheels.com. That's podwheels.com. Now you can also subscribe to our NTDC 2023 podcast series, by searching National Truck Driving Championships on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, folks, we'd like to thank each one of you for spending part of your day with us here on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo.